three, two, one, ghost. Hey, everybody. Moment of three, two, one, ghost. I feel like I start every episode with the same kind of cadence, but you know, if you do something so many times and it sounds good and it feels good, just let it happen. Welcome to three, two, one, ghost. My name's Kyle. I'm uh, your host with a silent G, joined by my pal Natalie, my co-host. How are you? Hi. I think it sounds great. Keep doing Thank it. You. Same That's way you what I was. Have. Yeah, that was kind of my way of just asking. I, I just wanted to hear you say it. I'm just, committed to recording. Just pre- presented, presented to the team. Yeah, the team, sure. The team, the board. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, welcome, to three, two, one, ghost. Today we are talking about a movie that I love very much. Um, that I've seen. Gosh, I couldn't tell you how many times. Um, another Robert Zemeckis adjacent movie. He didn't direct this one, but we're talking about 1996's Frighteners, directed by Peter Jackson and written by Peter Jackson. And his uh, his movie partner, also his romantic partner, Fran Walsh. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. So I, I just love it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's a power Good couple. Fun. I just love. Actually, I can't say that. I'm going to like look uh, and find out that they got separated. But hopefully under amicable team. terms. Yeah, we're running out of the research team. We don't have to bother ourselves with that sort of stuff. We don't have to get involved with that drama. It's their job. Um, I just like the idea of couples just um connecting and coming up with spooky stories together that sounds kind of yeah nice. that's i think that's a rare find to find somebody that you are like creatively linked with and like to the point that you're both writers of screenplays yeah. love that i mean maybe maybe that's a common thing but i feel like you know a lot of people work off of opposites attract so good for them definitely i think uh my my wife and I, she's very creative, um, just not in the same ways that I'm creative. So, yeah. it, so, and it's kind of interesting just to kind of hear her approach and her perspective perspective of the things. You know, she's a writer; she writes a lot. Um, she was even part of this uh, this 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 group that was basically just I forget how many the or how what the word count was, but it was something like like. 40, 50,000 words or something. I don't know that she like did over a month. It might even be less than that. I don't even know. I have no concept of, of how many words is what. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Whereas like, we're me, not writers. You know, yeah. Whereas, whereas me, um, I just have a keyboard and write spooky tunes. So, That's great. Spooky podcast tunes. So it's, it's a different type of artistic brilliance, but a couple, you know, it, uh, what is it? What did Rocky say? Um, you know, like you got gaps, I got gaps, you know, we've, we both got gaps, you know? So I think that's <laughs> right. Right. I go. So let me pause right there. <laughs> we're talking, we're, we're talking, talking about Rocky. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> welcome, welcome to three, two, one rock. Um, going through all of the Rocky movies and there's certainly plenty. Um, Let's take a pause before we dive too deep into uh, The Frighteners, a movie I love that I will gush a lot about. Sorry, spoiler alert, everybody. Um, any uh, any housekeeping? What's the pulse? What's 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 what, how are things looking out on the streets these days? Yeah, we don't we don't do a lot of uh, housekeeping reports, but um, our our listeners are are not as as vocal as I would like them to be. Like, please, y'all, reach out. Like, tell us tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't. What do you want us to talk about? Um, but I did get some interesting, conflicting listener feedback. So we have a 
we have a listener that I know has listened to every episode. Uh, shout out, shout out to Chris. And um, he shared, you know, that if an episode gets too, too heavy on the recap, too procedural, it can get a little bit daunting. But then on the flip side, we had another listener share that they feel we don't recap enough. And I have some thoughts, but I'm I'm curious what you think, Kyle, of the of the balance there. I'm definitely more inclined to believe the person who encourages my rambling and tangents. So the first one, that <laughs> one's that one that one sounds more right. I feel more comfortable with that. <laughs> I I agree on on that piece, but then I also, you know, how I thought about it and how I would like share with anyone who's like, gosh, I really thought I knew more about this movie. And as you're walking through it, I re- I realize I don't remember as much of the plot because that happens to me sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, I thought I had seen it enough times. Um, I kind of go into it with the thought that you either just recently watched the movie that we're talking about, or you've seen it several times. So, you know, if we're not as procedural, you could listen to it. You could listen to a conversation being facilitated about that movie and not so much step-by-step step, like what, what the film does. So um, you might get a little bit of both depending on, depending on what type of, what type of movie we're talking about. You know, the magician never reveals the secrets, right? You know, you never, um, the, the hot dog maker does not open his factory doors hit there that or her they factory doors, you know? So <laughs> I think, I think both are very <laughs> common adages. You don't, <laughs> but I will say, um, you know, especially cause you know, here we are gearing towards the end of the year. We're certainly in yeah. a, in a period of reflection and uh, in a, in a period where people, you know, tend to, you know, kind of recalibrate reset you know, but also it's a period where people say that, but don't actually do it. So I'm I'm going to be out front saying I'm, I'm going to do my best to take the input to heart and make the adjustments. Maybe <laughs> the thing is, you know, honestly, it just depends. You know, like I said, I don't, you know, magician doesn't reveal his secrets, but um, I was also a very big fan of that TV series on Fox, Magician's Greatest Secrets Revealed, where that one asshole in the hat was just like, or in the mask was like, I'm just going to. Spoil Isn't it for that everybody. like going against the code of magicians? Like, is that is that actually a real thing, or am I just making that up? No, yeah, I mean that's it definitely like the number one. I mean, I just yeah, you know, magician doesn't reveal their secrets. It's a uh, it's the wow, that's really. Fucked I'm pretty up. sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's it's a commandment. I think, or at least one of <laughs> one of the early draft ten commandments, but. I so in the spirit of that, I mean, I'll tell you, like it's it's I'm I'm going off Wikipedia. (laughs) I watched the movie a couple times. Usually, I'll have the movie. I think I brought this up before. I'll have the movie playing on on silent behind the screen where we're talking. So I'm seeing beautiful Jeffrey Combs just kill it as always. Um, and uh, you know, yeah. So I just and then I just kind of use uh Wikipedia. Which also, by the way, you know, the first time, and I really want to, maybe this, I'm just starting to feel bad. You know, I finally gave Wikipedia money. I have you know, They always that. have those ads at the top. And I was like, I no. know they do so much for us. 
Everyone should give Wikipedia money. And then maybe, and maybe if we start making money off this, then I can write it off on my taxes as a business <laughs> expense, right? So it all kind of works out. But I like that. I think that we can, you know, never mind. I'm not going to, I'm going to respond with any promises. To- yeah, no promises. I I think um, the feedback is always important and we'll always share it. And I think we're, more organized than people think we are and also less organized than you all might think we are. So, you know, there's, it's, it's all about balance. Um, the other, other interesting thing, a question that's been posed is will we talk about, um, horror television shows, which I think we're totally open to. We just haven't, uh, just haven't crossed that bridge yet. I would like to volley, a follow-up question back to their side of the tennis mm. court, pickleball court, pong screen, as you will, air hockey table, um, whatever metaphor you'd like to use. Um, um, I'm on one tonight. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> I it, it just depends. You know, I'd really like to hear like people like follow up. It's like, would you rather like, you know, like if we did, like, first of all, love to hear what TV shows y'all want us to do. Mm-hmm. And two, you want like an episode by episode situation or do you want like what's one us to do like a big two and a half hour thing going over the whole season of a television show? You know, like I don't know what would be more um more fun for people. I've seen other podcasts do it differently, but that's, that's a great question. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I think that's a good question. I think the only other the only other thing was um more creature features, which I think is an easy, easy box to check. Yeah, I think so too. We'll get we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We Absolutely. love creature features. I mean, gosh, yeah, Tremors is one of my absolute favorites. Mm, that might be the the first big one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the house. That's the housekeeping. What mm. I got. All right. Well, let's see. Let's 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 reel this back. We want to talk more a little about television. You know, this movie. Um, you know has some relationship to a television show in the sense where when it was originally conceived, um, they were talking about it being either an episode of Tales for the Crypt, which Robert Zemeckis was also producing, um, mm. or to be a Tales from the Crypt film, kind of like a, you know, oh, I didn't know, you know Demon Knight, Bordello of Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, those are just the, the the ones that come off the top of my head. What are, what are some of the other Tales from the Crypt movies? Do you remember? Those are the two that I know the best. Yeah, me too. For some reason, um, I think there's another one. Something fun about this movie that I thought would be like, not not trivia, but curious to know if you even noticed this. Did you note the release date of this movie? Yeah, it's on my ninth birthday. Yes. Absolutely. I wasn't this, sure if uh, you knew. The, And that was after a vote of confidence again. Thanks, Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> you know, vote of confidence from Universal where they were like, hey, we were going to release this shit like, you know, in the doldrums of September or whatever, you know, but they were like, this shit's fucking, you know, this shit hits. It's good. Let's let's put this right in the middle of July. I don't like having a summer birthday. I'm told I'm very I'm told I'm very obviously a cancer, but I don't really understand any of those sorts of things. Um, yeah, me either. But one, it's hard having a July birthday because you don't get to celebrate in school. You don't get to bring cupcakes for the class and get that kind of situation. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
and some of the kids, it's just, it's just, you know, especially growing up in the nineties, it's harder to kind of keep in touch and people can't come to your birthday because they're, you know, at their grandma's house for the summer or they're on vacation with their families and blah, 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 blah. Or I think maybe they just didn't want to come to my birthday. That also could have been very true too. And they just made that up, but that sounds likely. Yeah. And then growing up in San Diego, oh, oh, I hate, I hate how hot it gets. I hate it. Especially yeah. where we, we went to middle school and high school, which is north of San Diego, which is like, Jesus, those summers, man, they, it's, it's, it's over a hundred through, you know, July through October, you know, it's, it's awful. And Okay. Uh, you know, what's really cool. I'll mm-hmm. give a, a shout out to the San Diego Unified School District. Um, I had said that I thought that it was sad that there are kids who have summer birthdays. And I was like, oh, they don't get to bring cupcakes. That's whack. And my son told me they celebrate their half birthdays so that they can still have like a special day in class with their classmates and they get to wear the little birthday hat and bring their birthday treats. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I think that that's a, that's a sweet thing to do. You know, my half birthday and your husband's birthday birthday are like a day away. Oh yeah. How cute. I love that. And then he'd be like, no, it's my birthday weekend. Step yeah. The fuck, step the fuck back. <laughs> we're, we're not doing, we're going to watch horror movies all weekend. <laughs> Though he doesn't seem like the type to get really protective about his birthdays, unless he can leverage no. it for something. Um, yeah, absolutely. That he, he wants to do. Good so, call. But yeah, so gosh, I don't know. It's, it was a summer of especially July of 96. That was popping. Did you see this in the theater? Mm, no, unfortunately. What was rated R? I can't figure out why this movie is rated R. I was going to ask you about that. You know, this movie was originally supposed to be PG-13. Um, and that was, and you know, I know Peter Jackson did everything he could, you know, in editing to be like, keep the violence down. And, but I was thinking, and, and I remember when I recommended this, this movie to watch and you were asking like, you know, can, you know, can my kid watch it with me? And I'm like, this movie is like the most child-friendly R-rated movie yeah. I've ever seen. And and I wonder, and I was curious, you know, you kind of, you're saying it, hinting at it a little bit, but I'm curious to kind of hear your thoughts about that. Like, does this movie like deserve an R rating? Okay. So I, I was thinking a lot about this as I was watching it. In the way, like, would I let my eight-year-old watch it? Absolutely. I don't think that this as a as a horror fan and knowing like movies that he can handle i he totally would have been fine watching this and i think he would have found it very amusing but i did screen it first before i let him watch it so i was like i'll definitely let him watch it later but um what i think might be the cause of the r rating it's pretty violent in that hospital scene the flashback to the hospital yeah. like that's probably the most intense part because it's actual living people being killed rather than like, you know, it's a lot of ghost on ghost violence and no, there's no blood like with the, you know, the hearts being grabbed. So, um, although the sketching of the, or the etching of the numbers in the forehead, for some reason I was like, Ooh, I don't like that. I do not like that. Don't carve into me. Mm mm. Yeah, I don't like, yeah, I definitely don't like being marked. No. That doesn't sound good. And then you can imagine being a ghost with that forever. So, yeah, I, I don't think that it deserves an R rating. Maybe in 1996, 
it did but this this movie has super duper like 80s feeling to me like it it feels like a movie that you would watch in the late 80s like in a good way or maybe early 90s rather than 96 yeah maybe that's just me yeah i do feel like the movie acts a little bit kind of yeah i'm I'm getting you know fun spooky movies like uh Mm -hmm. uh keep on saying like ghoul squad what the fuck is the name of that movie monster uh monster, monster squad. squad yeah sorry yeah. i don't know like those sorts or of even vibes. like fright night fright vibes night. even yeah right, right so but that's just what i love and honestly and this is why like robert zemeckis you know and i know there are a lot of people involved in all these movies but robert zemeckis is a real one because just really late into 1996 you know and even yeah just like the 90s like i'm thinking fucking death becomes mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. and this movie too you know just both just keeping the horror comedies alive you know they're so is, good which is great and this is the the fun thing about that connection is when we covered death becomes her you had never seen it and it was one of my favorites as a kid and to this day and then now we can flip that because I had not watched this movie since I was maybe 12 and it's one of your favorites. So it felt, it felt like a first time, first time watch. Like I couldn't believe how little I remembered and also like how many people in the cast I love that I even forgot were in it. So um, that was pretty exciting. You have a pretty good fucking roster of people in this movie. So first you got, you know, fucking Michael J. Fox, right? Uh, Um, gosh. Can he be an industry legend, even though he had a lot of like leading roles? Yeah, sure. Yeah. We make the rules. Yeah. I think he's an industry legend. Yes. Michael J. Fox. (laughs) Absolutely. And really only in one horror movie. Yeah, I don't one. give a shit. Give a shit. <laughs> He's cool. Yeah, we. I mean, we make the rules. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't come know. It's like us. don't 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 take our boo scores to heart. I don't know. I just come up with them as I go. So, <laughs> so okay. So maybe you are a little unorganized. Fine. But this, uh, yeah, you got Michael J. Fox. Um, well, Trini Alvarado, who I loved, is Lucy. She's great. Um, mm-hmm. I. I know. I don't know her like, from anything else. She was in something like near there, like maybe like uh, some. I think it was like a version of like Little Women or something. Mm, Let's that see. Makes sense that I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She. There was a there was a adaptation of Little Women a couple years before that's really popular. Um, the one with Winona Ryder. Yeah, I think so. Um, John Aston, who is, I mean, fucking awesome. I mean, I would, I knew him best from being Gomez Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also he's like the low key MVP of this movie because his, his performance as the judge is so, so wonky. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I really enjoy, I enjoy his, uh, his whole, whole thing going on. His whole aura. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know about him desecrating that corpse <laughs> i was saying... gonna ask you when he says i like it when they lie still like that i was like i wrote down what is that what i 
Is that what I think yeah. he's saying? Okay. Yeah. I, I wanted to make sure that was one of my, that was one of my questions. I do have some questions about this, this, uh, this movie because it, it's a lot, like there's a lot going on in this movie. So maybe this one would be a good example of a movie. Like if you haven't recently watched it, get, give it a, give it a view before we start, before we start jumping around because shit gets crazy and quickly. Really um, Gosh, you know, and of course, you got John Aston, who, and you know, honestly, I'm just gonna be throwing this out. Industry legend John Aston. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's 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 an industry legend. Come on, Gomez. I, w- I wonder if he was like, look, I'll sit in this makeup chair for five hours a day and do this, but you got to put my little baby boy in your Lord of the Rings movies, please. So, and then and then he's just like, yeah, sure. make that connection. Yeah, I think that's what everyone. Well. I don't know. People, yeah, people got to know Sean Astin better for Sam than for Rudy. I think at this point, right? I don't even know how many people watch Rudy now. Um, I, don't I mean, I feel like we were all forced forced to watch it in high school for some reason. I don't remember what the context was or anything. I mean, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. So, right, that's the only time I've ever seen Rudy. So yeah, industry legends: Michael J. Fox, John Astin, and then fuck. The other just like, I can't call him an MVP of this movie, Jeffrey Combs, because Jeffrey Combs is he's he's on the set and he's in the same spot as other actors. And he's talking about characters that are in this film. Uh But outside of that, he's acting in a completely different movie. He is somewhere else. His reality (laughs) is I don't know where. Who came up with this character? Why is he here? I love him. Milton Dammers. He's so cool. His whole story is so confusing to me. He's another one I have a lot of questions for. So we'll like, we'll get there when we get there, but I absolutely agree. I think Jeffrey Combs is so delightfully weird in this movie. And half of his character makes sense. And then the other half, I'm like, what the fuck was that about? And what relevance does this have to this film? What? I know. I said what so a good. lot. You're good. I- <laughs> and then just really quick, um, is it Chi or Chai McBride? I'm not sure. Chi McBride, he he kicks ass. He's he's and then Jim Fife as Cyrus and Stuart, you know, the two buddy the other buddy ghosts. Um oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think sometimes some of the some of the the one-liners from them are kind of like ah okay they're mm-hmm. meh yeah they're meh. That, they but, feel very 80s they feel yeah. very 80s to me the way those characters are written for sure yeah and then um maybe not industry legend maybe but just low-key kind of mvp definitely like i don't know jake Busey. and jake Busey is i love jake Busey. he gets an industry legend i think and i get I get the vibes like, you know, it's a very like, like Matthew Lillard vibes from Jake. Yeah. Busey, you know, yeah. Like, they're unhinged just the... young white man. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and I can't even tell you. Actually, to party. Many, I can't even tell you how many things Jake Busey's been in, but I will tell you just the late nineties, like the one, two punch of this and Starship Troopers. Um, yes. Yes. He, he's cool. You know, like, and he is. And Gary Busey, I don't know. I've always seen, well, Gary Busey, 
is in a few different things, but you know, Gary Busey's Gary Busey. Yeah. He's not in this movie. So we're going to be talking about this. Um, but yeah, no, just Jake gosh. Busey's great. And then plenty of like cameos from like a lot of character actors, you know, and other people that uh, collaborate with Peter Jackson, but yeah, the, the cast is really fun and that sells it a lot. I think everybody's having a lot of fun with it. Even if Jeffrey Combs is like operating on some other orbit you know um okay you know who you forgot about you know who you forgot about um d wallace who plays patricia what is she from so okay when i saw her i did not recognize her with this fucking wig she's Mm. in so much random horror but she's also like been in et and she was in the howling um and that's actually like a reference that they make in scream where mm-hmm. he says what's the werewolf movie with et's mom and he says the howling and i i realized that and i was like oh yeah d wallace but this is super weird she was also the, i can't believe this is the second time we're bringing up this fucking movie she was also in that shitty 13 fanboy movie and oh, i was boy. like wait why is she in this movie she's never been in a friday the 13th movie She's just been in a lot of horror movies and a lot of shitty horror movies too. So I would give D. Wallace a little industry legend as well. Like if you look at if you look at her IMDb, it is wild. Hell yeah. Let's yeah, let's give but her. She's great legend. in this. She's so great in this. Yeah, she's she's really fun. I was like getting like Mary McDonald vibes from her yeah. a little bit. Um she's she's cool. Yeah, the 13 fanboy thing, I would only assume just because it felt like that movie was made out of conversations at horror conventions where they're like, hey, why don't we just like do this? And then like D. Wallace's, you know, booth was probably just right next door, you know, and she was like, <laughs> well, like I'll can I get in, in on this? Mo- yeah, I'll get in your movie. And then just like, ah, we don't fucking care. Fuck the rules, you know? Yeah. So I like that. But yeah, there's... um. Yeah, just a lot of great people in this movie. Let me um, circle back to my notes. So, I mean, you know, the whole conceit of the movie is that Michael J. Fox, you know, his name's Frank Bannister, which is also kind of a cool name. That's a great Um, name. That's a a, a pretty hard name. That's a good leading character name. Um, He can see ghosts. He can communicate with ghosts, talk with them, befriend them. And this Mm -hmm. is after a car accident uh, that happens, what, six years prior? Um, Mm Mm-hmm involving his involving his wife which is really sad i liked how jeffrey combs talked about the story i just love when it like goes to like flashbacks to kind of help tell the story and it's in that like it has a lot of flashbacks this movie yeah like Um, four i personally was a big fan michael j fox's haircut oh my god the (laughs) long hair i know I know. Well, just like, like the long hair, and it felt very that, like, like Doc Brown. I don't know if that was like intentional, the hair, but the big shoulder coat, the like pattern, like almost like like one of those like Jerry Garcia ties from the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Just ah, oh, loved it. Love that vibe. Yeah, yeah. He's so and just just wanted to just one in his basketball court. He's like, I put it. <laughs> you can put a garden. There's that property is large. You um, can put a garden fucking anywhere. Like, I'm not super pro, like, putting up a basketball court any any which way. But, like, yeah, you you could put the the garden anywhere. The challenge, you know, funny, like, the more I watch this movie, and really mostly just, like, the last two times I watched this to prepare for the episode, I'm like, you know, 
yes, Michael J. Fox is your leading guy and he is the, the hero, you know, of your story. Um, but yeah, he's a real asshole in the beginning of this. Yeah, he is. I did enjoy though seeing him drive through that fence, not once, but twice. That yeah. actually gave me probably the biggest laugh when he drives through the fence again because he did not need to at all <laughs> i know he's just being such an asshole because he knows because yeah. he knows he's just gonna like work this fucking con and yeah so he can talk to ghosts and he decides and also you know and, and he's an architect that's what he was doing before but now he's not really doing much mm-hmm. architecting um and he lives in his like half built house you know you can t- and which is interesting and he eats blueberry cereal I love that. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> so does he have to like stock up for the year? Because even then, like, I remember trying to do that with uh, Thin Mints, um, being like, well, if I just buy $100 worth of Thin Mints, I'll be good for the year. But the expiration date sneaks up closer than you'd think on Girl you Scout cookies. Stick those puppies in the freezer. They're delicious and it will preserve them longer. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I, you know, so maybe I should get one of those, like, kind of, you know, those, like, a uh, floor, like, deep freeze freezers, you, you know? Yeah. And then I'll just put it in my basement and mm-hmm. just stack it full of Thin Mints. Yes. Your wife I mean, is still... so happy about this plan. <laughs> I know. Because we still have, like, a couple months, a few months until, Girl you know, they start, season. they start putting those girls to work, you know? Oh, man. So where was I? So the, he, So instead of continuing to be an architect... And instead of using this newfound power for any sort of good, he's mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm going to fake hauntings. I'm going to scam people when they're at their most vulnerable. I love that. Good for him. <laughs> Just showing up to the funeral, handing out business cards. I love it. Um, now, the only he thing is making I'm- way more money, though, if he was doing a better job at this, like if you're going to do this con, like fucking play that shit up like he could be like doing like, I don't know, he's in the same town, like he could be talking to the dead and actually like telling people what they're saying. I don't know. Miss Cleo so- action. My whole thing is just kind of understanding the rules of ghosts and ghosting in this movie. Um, I-, I guess I just don't understand what. Cyrus and Stuart and the judge are getting out of this. Like, it doesn't seem like, like, what benefit are they getting? Okay, so from what I gathered, when you die and your your soul is out of your body, you get a very small window to be sucked up into that tunnel that's going to take you to heaven or hell, if that's where you're going. And if you don't do that, you have to wait a whole nother year. He says that, that you get a, like next year um, on the anniversary of your death, I'm guessing. Um, you get you have to stay, but you have to stay at the cemetery is what I'm understanding. But for some reason, Michael J. Fox was able to sneak them out of the cemetery. So he's like, let's let's do some work. And he, he said, yeah. And they were like, Oh, we don't have to stay at the cemetery because they can stay with him instead while they wait for their little tunnel to come again. That's what, that's how I, what I, the pieces I put together. It's kind of like a, a employer paid healthcare. You know, it's like, you can either sign up for it when you first get hired. And if not though, you got to wait until 
wait till every open enrollment each time. That is so exactly kinda, what it is. So, That's but then, up. you know, you're supposed to believe that Cyrus died in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So how many years has he just been like, I'm good? If it happens once a year. I mean, maybe you know he I mean? just likes being amongst the living. And the judge has been dead for how long? Oh you my know? gosh, for so long. And then I think, um, what is the other one's name? Stu? Yeah. He Stuart. looks like he died in the 80s because he's got like some shoulder pad action going on. Oh, I was guessing, I was guessing 50s because of just like the real like tight kind of like, you know, mm. greased hair and the, um, what do you call that jacket? That yeah, it could be in his, gla- and his Letterman glasses. Jacket? Yeah, his glasses too. Yeah, you could be right. It could be 50s. Yeah. So I was getting 50s, like kind of like Richie Cunningham vibes. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's but- a good question. Why would they stick around for so long? And they don't explain that. And uh, what can you do? You know, I don't know if I necessarily need to, you know, yeah. I don't, I never linger on That's it fine. for too long when I watch it. But um, <laughs> so the other thing too, you know, the town where, so this is filmed in New Zealand. Um, hmm. One thing I noticed was pretty funny was that they, you know, Peter Jackson was like, Hey, I really want to film this in New Zealand. And I really want, you know, New Zealand crews and New Zealand like effects teams on this, you know, like uh, a Weta, which is his big, you know, uh, you know, special effects company, you know, that that's been only around for a couple of years, I think at that point. Um, but and Universal was like, yeah, okay, you know, but you have to make it look like a Midwest town, like any Midwest American town. I mean, did, did, I don't know if you've been through the Midwest too much. Does it look like that town? No, it's flat, right? Like it'd be right? flat. I was yeah, thinking like because those houses best... are very like stacked. Like they they look stacked like on a hill. Yeah. I actually thought it was California just based off of the way that those houses were laid out. Like somewhere I don't know somewhere in LA. But um, I was thinking maybe somewhere in like I don't know like no, like northeast like kind of like Maine or Massachusetts or something. I don't know, just something more on the because. I just thought it was funny. I was like, well, it clearly isn't Midwest because like there's clearly like, you know, the sea and, you know, boats. Yeah. And I mean, I know there's like, you know, Great Lakes. Right. But also those were not lakes. And then also there's like island. There's like an island. There. Yeah. Like it it doesn't. Um, I mean, it looks cute. Like it looks like a lovely little town, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, think it was the Midwest at all. It looks a little bit more like the Pacific Northwest too. There's some there's some towns around here that um, definitely you know certainly give up that vibe. None that I can think of that are that close to the water. No, there's some like you know along like the Oregon coast too um, yeah. that it might kind of maybe be like a little bit like. But um, gosh, with how many people die in this movie? Because the idea is that you know Johnny Bartlett and um, uh, fuck, what's the Patricia. Patricia. I was like, what's Steve Wallace's character's name? Oh, yeah, Patricia. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they kill 12 people um, setting the idea of maybe a then record at the time. Yeah, it's wild mm-hmm. to think that um, just, you know, just now <laughs> with with a mass shooting nearly every single day, you know, here in America, it's sometimes hard to be like uh, 12, you know? Yeah, when, but it's that still a lot. Been, it's very that would have been in the it looked like it was like the 50s when that happened or maybe later 60s 
maybe 80s i forget i don't know well you know clearly we we do a little bit of research but not yeah not the most so he's trying to set this new record and then you see that you know he's clearly been sticking around in fairwater you know for the decades since um mm-hmm. well i mean gosh i mean well how old is you know, it's probably like 30 years 20 years since then because i'm thinking just the age of um patricia in the present day versus like she, she was 15 was, she was supposed to be 15 and she looks like she's maybe 35, in her like 30s 40. yeah like late 30s early 40s so yeah so that that's that's it so 70 you know something like that checks out but um and, and they kind of put you under the impression well i mean I, actually they might say this you can correct me if i'm wrong that it seems like they weren't sure if she had committed any of the murders and they thought maybe it could have just been Johnny because she was an accomplice after the fact is what I think the wording was. Did yeah yeah an accessory. Yeah, after an accessory the fact or like after that. the fact. So like that that Im- to me that implies that she didn't actually do any of the murdering herself. Right. Did you believe that even for a second though from the beginning? I mean, I know they try to really frame it like she's the victim from the beginning, but. I, mean, I was like, I was like, I bet we're good. I bet this mother is going to be like right the whole time. And then she, it's going to be too late. She's going to be dead. I you know? thought what I thought was maybe she was just like the mastermind behind it and was like just getting him to kill for her instead of like the other way around where you would think that he was influencing her. But, you know, maybe people would have believed that Patricia was evil if Mrs. Bradley wasn't such just a cold bitch like could you just try to be like more reasonable when having conversations with people it's like every time there's like a harbinger in a movie they come off as like creepy fucking weird they're popping out of like over your shoulder like hey and you're like what who's gonna trust you like what what is what do you think you're gonna accomplish here like you can't communicate with people that way she's fucking awful i think of um the guy (laughs) running after Tess and Barbarian. Hey, little girl, little girl, little girl. You're just like- Exactly. No one's going to listen to you. Like this is going to come up time and time again, like when we talk about horror. But I mean, I think there's an in-between where you can be assertive and have urgency and not, you know, scare the shit out of people. Because Mrs. Bradley, she gives off like evil stepmother vibes. Like, you know- I get um I get pretty big Mary Shaw vibes <laughs> from her. Yeah. Um with yeah. the with the with the hair with like the the kind of like bumps up like this. It's it's very Yeah, a little Mary Shaw action. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe that's maybe that's what yeah. happened to the judge's jaw, you know. <laughs> maybe maybe he uh screamed in front of Mary Shaw. <laughs> he, oh, he doesn't okay. explain that in the movie. Um also one thing uh so <laughs> All right, a couple quick notes. So, first of all, yeah, so he is killing beyond the grave, pretending to be the Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. So the ghosts would just not notice, right? Because he's like, the ghost, I don't know who the ghost's going to tell. And I don't know how ghosts hold each other accountable outside of mm-hmm. that one dude who, what's his name? I don't know. I'm sure everybody knows that classic dude that just always plays that army guy. <laughs> you know? Oh, um, Ronald Lee Ermey. Okay. 
Which also, by the way, like if I'm like dead and I'm a ghost, like no one, no one is fucking policing me. Get the fuck out. Like I am and not. Also, I'm not doing my fucking job that I had as a living person. I'm going to go fucking haunt some motherfuckers. Like I'm going to have a field day out there. I'm going to fuck with everybody who ever annoyed me. That's what I'm going to do. So he's been killing. So it was like 12 people that he killed when he was alive. So now 28 people, well, 28 plus i think 20 it ends at 40 mm-hmm. or a few more because i'm not counting like milton and some of the others but gosh with this town that small and death that happens that often one how is that not like a public emergency and then two gosh do you imagine like how hard it would be to live on that funeral procession route like all the i'm like i can never leave i can never get out of my fucking driveway there's always oh. like 80 fucking cars driving through and this is a small town so it's not like there's big roads or that many ways to get out so that that stood out to me how are the police not making the connection of patricia being released from the institution and then all of a sudden these murders ramp up like whether she's doing them herself with her own hands or she's working with someone else which she has been known to do in the past no one's making that connection they say that it started up right when she when she got out. I mean, I think it would be kind of hard to prove in court. Yeah, but investigate her and then maybe you can find some some evidence. Come on. I'm like I'm not a police officer, but like I, I would be doing some snooping around, some detective work. Anything. I mean, this is nineteen ninety-six, you know, we're post OJ Simpson trial. <laughs> I mean, if people aren't gonna believe DNA. It, in 1996 <sighs> they're certainly not that going was, to was early on for track these exploding hearts to this woman locked away at home you know what i mean <laughs> so i i hear you i agree with you i don't know if i have that faith especially if the best no, i gonna don't s- have faith in them the best they're gonna send is <laughs> the best person you know bill clinton is going to assign on this is fucking jeffrey combs <laughs> Right? Didn't he say he was just, you know, the president of the United States? Yeah. So I'm like, I can imagine that conversation with Bill Clinton be like, Colin Dammers. We need to to figure this out. Just sitting, just sitting tooting on his saxophone, being like, let's, let's talk about some ghosts. Where's, uh, where's, where's Milton Dammers? So, and all all the other things Bill Clinton was known for. I guess for Frank, this is a good town to be in with the frequency of, deaths because he's got ghosts that are just ripe for the picking and he's just throwing business cards out at funerals i love when he throws his business cards at people at his at the funeral that is fucked he's not he's not a lovable main character and yet because he's michael j fox he still is yeah like i said they want to really frame him like he's a hero but like you know and and really like frame like you know like the news, you know, the news woman is like this like cold bitch, but I'm like, she's yeah, absolutely no. right. She's you absolutely are, right. You were showing that article. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I also I do love that we're also in a small enough town where like that makes the front page of the news. I thought that was very cool. <laughs> yeah. But she looks she looks like a big city like newspaper woman. Like she doesn't look small town. I, I like her her whole look that that like just straight cut bob with the bangs and that like that 
power skirt suit thing she's got going on. It's great. Came out the same year. Really like the no bullshit fucking banged, you know, yellow green jacket and skirt <laughs> reporter situation. Uh, yes. Oh, I, Gail Weathers. She kind of she kind of beat Gail Weathers to it. This movie did come out five months prior. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So Okay, but you know. okay, but pause there for a second because now do you see what I mean? Like the 80s vibe versus like it feeling like a 90s movie. If you compare this to like the vibe of like Scream, they feel like they're from different decades to me. I just have to throw that out there. Yeah, no, definitely. I don't know just silliness but in, like in, a, a, in a good way like a ghost out of the graveyard in Fairwater. maybe <laughs> this movie just snuck out of the 80s and just a relic of that decade it just made its way just just plopped its way up yeah who 96. even knows when the when the script was written you know yeah i also, mean danny I elfman did the music for this yeah i mean can you tell from the that 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 you know whatever the fuck yeah yeah no well when i saw his name pop up i was like oh okay that makes sense i know that sounds like a fucking hard swipe at danny it does he's very talented but he definitely has a very distinct sound yeah i love i love when go boingo so it's just and and i love the batman theme you know, they're, they're, I mean, that's good. He's just, the, you know, the dude's got a vibe. Hey, you know what? I got a vibe too. So, you know, whatever he said. Van is very yeah, successful. Any, any musician would have a vibe, I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you got fucking, you know, Michael J. Fox is just barreling around town, um, just caution to the wind, um, clearly learning nothing, you know, from anything, <laughs> you know? And I get it. Like, you know, you're, I think it's probably just supposed to show like he is, yeah, again, caution to the wind. He does not care about his life, even though I don't know. It's very well, strange. Would you, if like, okay, I, I, if you knew that there were ghosts and you saw people like die and their spirits leave their bodies and you know how this whole thing works, like that would be super comforting to me. I'd be like, oh shit, there is something out there afterwards. So, I mean, if you're already depressed and, you know, just, conning people all the time if you die you're like well maybe maybe i'll make it up to my wife like that's not his that's not the worst case scenario for him i would think you can make money and help people just ask miss cleo (laughs) you can do both you know you can do a public service and also scam a little bit on this side like it's it's, this is america you know come on and (laughs) So, and then he barrels into the Linsky's house, um, Ray and Lucy. Ray gives me part. He's like, if you take like Biff from Back to the Future. Yes. And mix him with like Ken Marino. (laughs) You know, that's the vibe I get from him is like, Yeah. yeah, part Biff, part Ken Marino, not necessarily party down Ken Marino, but just that sort of just that, that build that, especially that just that haircut and like that goofiness like there's like this he's like kind of a bully but he's kind of goofy and awkward um ray is an interesting 
definitely an interesting character like him and i mean obviously this is meant to be this way but him and lucy just they're i'm not buying that they're married i would have been more convinced that they were like living together as like a couple you know i feel like this movie tries to really put in some work on making you not like ray yeah and what even ends up happening to him does he die as a ghost yeah, he gets his face part of sliced off from Gary Busey and then just like a pile of his just like hollowed out, just whatever, just splats all over like, Lucy's so car. What happened she to Ray? What happened to him? What do you mean what happened to like, him? Well, like, he's I just, mean, like, I is he's... that it for him? He's think just so. nothingness like we all have so. to actually deal with in real life. Like I was like, the, there's this him and the spiritual judge. thing happening and, and, and the judge too. Mm-hmm. Cyrus and Stewart make it out okay. It works out, but glad they did. So, but I just thought it was funny that the movie really tries to put in some work to really be like, ah, don't worry, Ray's an asshole because yeah, one, you have to kill him and not feel that bad about it, and then two, Uh um, they really want to be like, hey, don't worry, it's okay that Lucy's like totally gonna like fuck Michael J. Fox like in like a week. Within yeah, it was like less than a week. Even if (laughs) okay. Don't Let's even worry about, about it. this marriage because she says that their marriage hadn't been good for a long time. And I'm sorry, even if I was in a shit marriage and like maybe I'm planning on getting a divorce, maybe we're separated. I would still mourn the loss of that person way longer than Lucy did. She must have really fucking had some resentment against Ray. And honestly, you're a doctor. You've been giving him money. He's making shoddy investments. I mean, maybe, maybe she was just like, this is a good situation for me. Goodbye. Yeah, I think, I think privately she was stoked. I mean, not even privately. Um, she was not sobbing at that funeral like it was just like light tears down the cheek just real subtle right you know and yeah yeah, so it's like she she gets over that shit really quick Uh, um (laughs) and and yeah especially with the bad business investment or whatever and then like losing all the savings and you're just like they're like really trying to underscore like don't worry raise a big piece of shit she, yeah she, and they're just having a she's full gonna end on up date. michael j fox like they're literally having a full-on date over dinner in yeah. front of him yeah which is and she's michael j fox is again also an asshole yeah <laughs> yeah so it's yeah long story short so you know he destroys his fence which i thought was pretty funny you know and yeah. And also his and gnomes. lawn gnomes, like Buzzbo, or I forget the name of that. Yeah. He's like, my Buzzbo, my poor Buzzbo. <laughs> but, you know, come on. You know, I, I'm not a lawn gnome person now that I have a, a lawn and a, and, a, and a backyard too. But what I do have is um, I picked it up on my way, like dri- driving the moving truck up here from San Diego to Seattle. Um, it's really dumb, but I love it. But it's just it's it's just a log that some dude used a chainsaw and just carved it into the shape of a Sasquatch. That's great. Yeah. So I've just got that sitting out like it was inside the house. I'm sure my my wife is very stoked that now we have a spot for it just outside. <laughs> it's like, it, just, oh, finally. it just sits and sits and hopefully, you know, scares the the raccoons, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> raccoons fear nothing. But I'm not a lawn gnome guy, so I'm like, again, they're really trying to make you not like Ray. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and then also, you know, everything we've learned about maintaining a grass lawn, you know, it's not, you know, it's not the best for the environment, you know? So it's, Mm -hmm. you know, what can you do? So, (laughs) and one thing I would have liked, so, you know, he, he, Michael J. Fox is a scam artist and he's working with Cyrus and Stu and the judge to make things look haunted, even though they are currently technically being haunted. There are ghosts moving shit in their house. Yeah, absolutely. And then Michael J. Fox coming in and like the scene, the vibe I was getting from was definitely like when Bill Murray shows up to Sigourney Weaver's apartment in the first Ghostbusters. And he's like, you know, (laughs) she's like, do you even know what you're doing with that thing? He's like, "Uh, I think so, you know, but um, so he's just like, oh, yep, that this is what this is. Something, 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 you know, and he's got his dumb little things. And then his little baggie of uh, of souls. That is the weirdest thing is that what is it? It's like a boom box that the like little like bag like comes out of and he's like do you want to keep it as a souvenir some people like to do that yeah some people like to do that (laughs) i thought that was great yeah and and but between that and then at that very wealthy person's house with the three babies you Mm -hmm. know i would have liked to have seen more of the scamming and the haunting at I, least I, I, two more i feel like yeah. it, like two more of them would have been good like different types of households but even okay even if you had seen that newspaper article if you were that woman and your kids were floating i mean even if he is known to uh be a con artist like i'd be like who who else am i going to call the kids were floating. They were in fact floating. So yeah. some crazy shit is going on. She's gonna call and then, Right. And then and clearly after the um the scene in the museum, you know, when even if it was, you know, Stu and Cyrus, like, you know, moving, you know, yeah. <laughs> desecrating human remains again. <laughs> destroying yeah, human destroying, remains. Destroying, destroying ancient remains. Yeah, which I mean, also one don't, and then two also, you know, museums are, yeah, you know, come on, let's yeah. fucking do away with museums, you know, let's yeah. get that, sh- let's give, give that shit back. They don't give yeah. a shit about, uh, you know, those bodies. So, right, the judge clearly didn't. No. Um, that's awful. <laughs> so. Yeah, I would have liked to see a little bit more of like the scamming. Um, but again, ultimately, like I do I do think it's pretty fun, but he does see the number etched into Ray's forehead, and that's what mm-hmm. kind of what tips him off. Even though, yeah, I mean, I guess from like, you know, the however many years that he's been able to see ghosts, he I guess never ran into somebody. Because if the deaths were happening pretty regularly for however many years, it, it was happening before he got his ability well, to I'm see sure ghosts. I'm sure there's regular, there's just regular run-of-the-mill deaths as well. So, I mean, those could be distracting him because those are probably happening. I would think those would be happening more frequently than the murders. So, you know, we find out it's Johnny Bartlett posing as the Grim Reaper mm-hmm. going and his kind of, every person that's died, um, since he was since he died in the chair um everyone's died the same way it's like you know the arteries are all super clean everything's fine but it just looks like there's this much pressure just crushing the heart so he is that something is that a limitation he puts on himself that that is the only way he can kill people because i feel like i would just do more of a final destination rube goldberg situation i try to have fun with it you know like see how you know see how you actually do it well i mean 
when you think about it, he's the only ghost out of this whole group of ghosts that is going around killing people. So maybe it's not something that they can commonly do. So him reaching in and squeezing those hearts is like already a pretty big deal because Patricia is the one that's carving the numbers into the foreheads. Yeah. So hmm, I just feel like just be, be a little more colorful with it. I liked um, yeah. when Ray, you know, leaves Lucy and uh, Frank at the restaurant, <laughs> you know, he knocks like, you know, the wine over and yeah, he's yeah. like, and just when he walks around, he's like, I can move shit now, Frank. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. the way he said it, he's like, look at me now. He felt, he felt really good. Yeah. yeah. The, the CGI in this movie is a bit rough. Um, but I mean, it was 1996, but I will say, I do think that that little, the Reaper look for, um, for Johnny actually looks pretty good. Like, cause it looks kind of cartoonish, but like in a good way, like the ghosts look kind of cartoony when, you know, violence happens to them. But yeah, the rest of the CGI is really hard to, to look at. You know, I don't know. I think even like in the beginning, like, you know, when he's like kind of coming in through the walls, yeah, did you we know, have to have that. I see. I don't know. I was. I was thinking like. I. I. I like. Yes. Clearly. I mean. This is. You know. Pretty cartoony now. But I mean, yeah. at the time, it was a big you know, deal. It's like video games. You know. It's like. It's almost okay. Let me. Let me. It's almost <laughs> like. It's almost like two D gaming, is like the equivalent of like practical effects, and mm. like three D games. It's like CG. You know. So uh, work with me here. Where it's like. Games on Super Nintendo still look really good, you know, yeah. like that, that shit like yeah. still looks good. Just like practical effects. You do yep. them now, they look good. You do them mm-hmm. 30 years ago, they look good. Mm-hmm. 30 years from now, they'll still look good. Whereas mm-hmm. now while CG will, and special effects will eventually, computer special effects will get to that point, maybe. Um, it's like, you know, the early stuff, like. Nintendo 64 games, like in early like PlayStation games, and like I'm you know like, cool. Game I always think hard. of this is so random, but the game mm-hmm. I always think of for like just 3D that did not hold up is Virtua Fighter. Yeah. Those, oh man, that game looks just awful. Um, but yeah, like you said, like, but then if you play a Super Nintendo game, they look great. They're super fun. Yeah, if you play Street Fighter 2, it yeah. looks just as good then, yeah, you know, absolutely. as it does now. Whereas like, yeah, Virtual Fighter, it's a little tough. Yeah. I don't know, but and then as far as like Super Nintendo, I don't know if you could say Tekken. the same for Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat looks better now than it did. <laughs> well, yeah. well, actually I don't know. What maybe no, I don't Mortal Kombat was so dope though, how they did the original one. Yeah, they had like really actual good. people like doing like the posing and stuff. Like those were real like models and actors that dressed up in those outfits and had to like kick and they took a picture and punch and they took a picture like this is the weirdest shit yeah that is pretty cool um <laughs> and then where were we yeah what were we talking about video games again <laughs> yeah i think just the special effects and but no yeah. you know i mean at the time it like i think had um the record for like the most visual effects shots in any movie. And I know that wow. the movie took a really long time to make because, you know, you're kind of, you know, the way you're filming it is like Michael J. Fox acting, you know, to mm-hmm. nothing to open air. And then 
in a studio on blue screens, you have, you know, John Aston and Jimmy mm-hmm. Bride and the others, you know, doing their doing their ghost bits. Um, and I think the ghosts look good, you know, but I think the ghosts also yeah. look good in Ghostbusters too. And they And the ghosts, that's a different type of effect though, that they're using for the ghosts. Like that's not your normal, like, you know, when when the when Johnny's like stretching through the walls and and you know all of those things like that's that's different types of effects and I don't remember what it, how that how that works that like illusion where they kind of like blur over an actual actor in makeup. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we could probably get into it, but it's not you know not yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but I hear you when you're digitally when you're digitally creating. Um, like a new like a new character you mm-hmm. know like the grim reaper or jar jar yeah. banks or yeah. such yeah. you know it's it's a little bit it's a little bit more what i really remember about this movie is the cover art is so good i remember seeing it in the video store all the time just that white cover with the face like pressing through that's a badass cover i love it so much and i I felt like I had seen this movie more recently than I did because of how iconic that um, that VHS cover was. It's funny because Peter Jackson had, was kind of like lamenting the marketing for this movie and how the posters and like that image like doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't show you anything about what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't know. It's still effective for me. I saw that and I'm like, yeah, that, like, that does look that? frightening. This movie is called The Frighteners. That looks like a frightening thing, even though I don't think anything took that shape or that character even in the movie. But still, I don't care. Yeah. But I, I understand where it's like, yeah, that movie, that that image does nothing to tell you at all what this movie is about. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I honestly with how kind of sometimes just overstuffed and overcomplicated sometimes parts of this movie are. I don't oh know gosh. if I don't know if any thing would have been able to sell it better i don't know so no the plot the plot has so much going on and that's really that's really the only thing that like really like lost major points for me because i felt like i was having trouble following things like if i was watching you know the especially the third act like there's so many people running around and like, you know, different things happening. I had to like kind of backtrack a couple minutes and go, okay, let me rewatch this to see what the hell just happened. Um, but I, I do like that this movie feels kind of like a spooky mystery as well. Like it definitely has a little like mystery vibes going on there. I do love a good murder mystery. Yeah. Even though 100%. it's not as mysterious as it could be, like some some of the plot feels kind of obvious, but like you you feel like your characters are trying to you know they're trying to figure things out. It's pretty good. Yeah, you know another murder happens um, after Ray's funeral, um, which again making Ray look like a piece of shit. Like they're even shaming Ray at his own funeral. They're like, I know he wasn't the most. Uh, generous person but yeah whatever whatever and i'm just like why'd you have to say that dude why do you have to throw yeah, fucking you shade? Just, just say some bullshit 
why is everyone fucking against yeah. Ray? Like, what the fuck? You know, he's crying more than anyone else at his funeral. That's what I thought was so great. Like him, just sad. Nobody just else was falling. upset except for him. Yeah. But, um, I did like him falling in the grave and then getting up inside his own casket. <laughs> thought that was very cool. I like yeah. that. Um, and then so Lucy is just like, you know, oh, I, I want to talk to you. Oh, you do you have a message from Ray and this and this and this? And he's like, yeah, okay, let me leverage this into a date. I can do this yeah what the fuck's with that restaurant that they're at i love that he's like oh i i know a place and then this like medieval castle <laughs> restaurant did... with like jugglers and like i axes didn't even on notice that oh my gosh i would you'd, you'd think you were at like medieval what? times i was like what the fuck is this restaurant and <laughs> so i thought that but they're having like a nice dinner with like you know that's great i don't know fine wines but wines you know i'm not a wine drinker so i can tell you what's fine and what isn't but i is i was like is this the only restaurant in the town it it's be. a small town so there could it's only be like be a three small town. and one of them is just yeah just one of them dude's a little eccentric like a, a medieval situation but not like medieval times where there's like a show and you no, eat like none of that. you know fucking dry turkey legs you know i've never been to medieval times have you no me either i've kind of always wanted to go after seeing the cable guy as a kid yeah my interest or my proclivity for you know really hammy corny shit um would we could think that i in my proximity just to that to where that location is in southern california we said at the time thought i would have watched been once but i always feel like it's like more expensive than it should be oh which yeah makes for sense sure. that's why I and and usually if i'm in that area i'm going to um knott's berry farm that's so, probably mediocre as well i'm sure it is yeah so you know you're you're really paying for the show and it I would assume that based off of the fact that not many people like who live near it have gone, that it's probably more fulfilling if you like have a kid that's like really into that kind of shit or if you're really into that kind of shit. Mm. And that's the other thing. Maybe I'm not. So that makes sense. I'm going to say, if you want to, if you want to enjoy that kind of stuff, like we just went to the Renaissance fair, they were, that was awesome. Like that's, that's a, I think that would be more fulfilling than medieval times. Yeah. So he sees someone else die. He sees another number on this dude's forehead. You know, the guy that's like great food. And he's like, yeah, great food. And then, you know, he sees the number starts and then sees the, uh, the reaper come in through the window. He drops to the ground. Me, I'm the person where I watch this and I'm immediately, I just can't get my mind off. Um, Michael, J, you know, Michael J. Fox, you need to wash your hands again before you leave because <laughs> he drops right to the ground, puts his hands on the floor. He I'm did. like, oh, Bro, yeah, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. And I have no idea, but I'm so I, oh, I try to yeah, assume that so much urine on that floor. Mm. And and then he says, or you know, later when, um, they're in the police station and Milton Dameron shows up and they're talking about, you know, Oh, I found out that Frank Bannister, you know, had left the bathroom, you know, five minutes before the body was found and this and this and this. And I'm just like, dude, like, like I get it. But like, Frank, like, couldn't you have like, just, just gone back told, to your table, 
told couldn't you've like called the paramedics couldn't you've like called like i mean i guess he knows that the guy walked on so he knows that he's dead but i'm like you know he just well first of all i guess just they, they cut away so you have no idea i guess he just abandons her at dinner well that's the thing leaves. i'm like he could have then she shows it, up at the police station played it cool and well, but, or he could have like said hey help someone's dead you well, know he's supposed to be an asshole i'm trying to feed into like his character like if he would have just went and sat back at the table somebody else would have discussed like discovered that guy and then it would be like not oh i was my just here having problem. dinner yeah it's not my problem exactly what wash your hands of that both literally and metaphorically but then yeah yes and then <laughs> thank you so you know you're introduced you know you're back at the police station and you have this cutaway of you know michael j fox who's going chasing after um the reaper with his ghost mm-hmm. pals and then they bring what's her face over to the um police station saying she's a material witness i'm like she didn't see shit no she was in the restaurant like where where is everybody else who was dining yeah she's just as much like uh outside of the fact that you know i guess she was at dinner with frank and he yeah, is whatever. okay i guess that makes I her a little bit more special than i guess so guess. yeah so but you do introduce milton dammers around this point and he is fucking dope he is let's talk about wild. milton share me your thoughts on jeffrey combs as milton dammers well obviously i mean maybe i'm biased here but uh i love jeffrey combs and i just i like Everything he's wearing, I love his, like, greasy, flat hair. Like, he looks, and then I think they made him look, like, two shades paler as well. Like, it looks like he is wearing, like, white foundation to make himself look, like, paler. Um, And his performance, like you said, it does feel like he's in a completely different movie. Like, he's so wild. I just... I'm having a little trouble nailing down what area of the FBI he is in. Like, is he, is he in like the X-Files division? Like, yeah, that's what it feels like. Right. Yeah. That's what, that's what Fox Mulder would probably be more like in real life. If he existed, he would not be as fucking cool and sexy as David Duchovny. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> he's just so bonkers. So, okay. So, Milton, he truly believes that there are people who can do things, even things as, you know, sinister as murder with their minds. Like he truly believes that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're sharing, sharing that story or he's insinuating that, you know, certainly he's insinuating, but then he also does the flip side of it where he's like, no, you are imagining that this this reaper is a representation of you when you like go off the rails and like that's who you think is murdering people but really it's just you those are two very different types of things going on so which is it is it you know schizophrenia or something of that nature or you know split personalities or is it he has mind control powers and we never really uh he and he never really gets to the bottom of it i did i did like his death i thought that was pretty fun i when did too his head gets blown off and then the ghost head it, shows up right yeah, yeah. there even before the body falls over i thought that was uh that's very fun. very cool but okay and then why <laughs> 
What are the markings that are happening on his chest? Why does he capture Lucy and take her to the graveyard and then be like, oh, we'll be out of here in like 10 hours. What was that all about? Like, I don't, I don't understand anything that's going on with him. Well, all of the, yeah, I know. No, but, I mean, especially well, all the markings on him. I figured that was, you know, they insinuate, they had said earlier that like, you know, he's been doing this for 20 years. He's uh-huh. been, you know, undercover in a lot of cults and sects and things uh-huh. like that. So I was thinking that like, you know, I think he has, doesn't he have both like, you know, like a swastika and he think he also has, um, yeah, he has all the, kinds uh, of weird the, um, the pentagram, you know, mm-hmm. on him and a couple other things. I think it was, that was my guess, but then also, mm-hmm. but then it just also doesn't help because I'm like, I don't know, but like the like weird like Hitler haircut too. I'm just like, are you a Nazi? Like, yeah, no that what? that uh that haircut <laughs> screams Hitler for sure. Yeah, it so absolutely does. No, I'm not saying everyone with that haircut is a Nazi. Do you remember? I don't think I would stray away it. from it though. I I probably wouldn't. I would say maybe don't have that haircut just because it's so reminiscent. Do you remember when Michael Jordan was sporting that Hitler mustache for a long time, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" I- it's my thing. Oh, yeah. He's like, just, just the one, like, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm making the things that y'all know, like, and yeah, if you just like, if you just Google Michael Jordan, Hitler, That's um, it'll probably exactly what I'm doing as we speak. <laughs> Michael Jordan, Hitler is exactly what I do. Oh yeah. And he was just like, I don't know. I, I think I remember him just being very nonchalant about it, but it was just very funny where I'm like, gosh, I guess man if anyone just has that that courage and that bravery you know hey let michael jordan do it i guess oh man yeah after was... seeing that documentary the last dance i'm like fuck i don't, I don't want to cross him i wouldn't i wouldn't make fun of that mustache maybe he was just trying to do it to dare people you know i mean he like, also has like a little like a little patch on the bottom of his lip too so it's like the same amount of like of a mustache on the top as it is like down here on the bottom. I think that was um early Adolf Hitler days where he actually had the soul patch as well. I'm just it's kidding. so tiny. Like if it's that tiny, like is it still a soul patch if it's that small? Right. It have it's just a it's just a it's just an upside down Hitler mustache. Yeah, literally. It's, it's like like just like it's like like clown paint eyes where there's like a triangle on top and one on the bottom. He's just got that with the Hitler mustache. Yeah. I don't like I said I've seen the last dance don't say that to his face he'll he'll or he'll just make up ways to be mad at you and slam dunk on you so damn I just thought that was funny so I know we're jumping you know I was and here I am I'm thinking like you know trying to use some uh input from earlier I'm like trying to go a little bit beat by beat you've been doing a great job and I've just been going off the rails so I I think it's I think it's me and you're you're doing a great job at uh just circling right back he really knows a lot I mean I guess he works for the FBI he finds out a lot about Frank Bannister really quickly um and Jeffrey Combs is kind of giving that flashback discussion and you know kind of Mm. where he used to be and this and this and this and this we got the great Michael J Fox long haircut um I don't understand Never mind. It just gone gleaned on me. Like why the utility knife mattered that much, but the utility knife is being used to carve the numbers. Uh-huh. Um so because that was the first one, so they just kept it. Yeah. That's wild. I um 
you know, I was in a really bad car accident about like 14 years ago. I forget. Ugh. I think I brought it up here before. And yeah. And, and then I was thinking like, oh, okay, no, maybe it's because you have to like have someone with you like die. And that is how you get to see the ghosts and this and this and this, but no, it's just, just any traumatic experience. And so it doesn't even be like a car accident, but I'm like, I don't know. I can't see ghosts. What the fuck? You know, cool. like, that if I been? had to go through all that, I might as well come out of it being able to see ghosts. And I'll be honest with you. I probably would have done the same thing. I would absolutely scam people. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> there's no, there's no way that you would have that ability and not use it for like, kind of good, kind of not like, you know, it's clear. No matter, yeah, no matter what you do with that, like, it, it's just also it's going to be a situation where people don't always really believe you. So why not just go ham with it? Like, it'd be super fun. I know. Um, and then the way that, um, you know, Johnny Bartlett targets people, it's pretty arbitrary, right? Yeah, like there's no- it feels very arbitrary. I don't think there's any rhyme or reason be- behind why he's choosing the victims he is. Because when you get to the museum, like that's when both, you know, the younger news writer mm-hmm. dies and as well as, um, uh, I know it's a hyphenated name. I forget the name oh, of the, yeah, uh, the Gail Weathers. We'll, yeah, Gail Weathers. We'll, we'll just call her Gail <laughs> Weathers. Um, Magda, that's it. Magda Reese Jones. Yes. yes. Cause he keeps calling her Miss Reese Jones, the, the so, younger guy. No, I thought it was kind of funny. Like you go on Wikipedia, it's like, um, you know, Elizabeth Hawthorne is Magna Reese Jones, the snooty British editor of the local newspaper who later dies by a car crash. No, she doesn't. She does not die by a car crash. No, she dies by Johnny Bartlett. (laughs) Yeah, she just happens to be in a car crash right before that. Yeah, so we make our way back to this museum, um, which is a pretty fun kind of situation. Like I, I mm-hmm. liked it. It was probably one the, like, you know, one of the bigger action set pieces because it goes yeah. from that and then leading into the chase with uh, Michael G. Fox and Magda in this car. Um, this is when, you know, we already covered his, it a little bit. Go for I it. I love, his, love ghost his friends, like helping him out, like spinning the doors with the cops in it, like pulling, you know, whatever whatever car parts that was to like get the car to not start like i like that they're they're helping him out it's pretty cool and you know i guess it's a win-win because the judge also finds the opportunity to (laughs) go fuck a corpse in this coffin yeah be like oh let me just let me just get on this real quick while y'all are continuing with the action yeah it'll only take me a minute yeah geez (laughs) yeah like what when do we think the judge is from like Civil War era, yeah, eighteen fifties. You know, he's probably around in um, you know, like he would have been in that town in Back to the Future three. Mm, yeah, you that's know, a probably. Example. Yeah, that yeah. would have been really funny if they figured out a way to like I don't know, just Tied, like, pose, just John like... Aston in the background, like if they had, or just get it if they had that sort of forethought, yes. you know, foresight. I guess that would have been really fun. Create that. That's the that's the extended universe I want to see. You know, come oh, on, yeah. get out of here with, with Marvel. You know, so yeah, but yeah, just I mean, destroying. He can he he's he's gonna do what he's gonna do at that point. Like he is no moral compass for for that man whatsoever. He's gross. Yeah. 
let's see where we are, are with this plot, right? So um Michael J. Fox just, you know, gives himself up and says, like, okay, I'm done. I can't, I can't stop this. I'm just gonna get locked up, you know. And while Lucy uh goes over to the house to um, you know, figure out a little bit more what's what's going on. Well, she goes to Frank's house first and then gets mm-hmm. the message from the from Mary Shaw that you know that you know just saying like you know she's the evil she's complicit talking about her daughter right patricia mm-hmm. um which then brings lucy over to their house that's where ray gets double killed um because mm-hmm. he goes in and ray sees this is weird effect but like ray could tell i guess it was just like a really haunted evil fucking house because yeah well because he sees uh, it. johnny bartlett's ashes are in there yeah so i think that does something to it was that Johnny Bartlett's ashes or was that her dad's ashes? She says it's her dad's ashes, but it's not. Right, 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 right. I just watched this movie and I've seen it a million times. So yeah. don't mind me. But um, yeah, gosh. And then that's when I think shit like really kind of goes off, goes off the chain, you know, off the rails pretty quick is that yeah. it's or at least when it starts ramping up, because that's when you find out that. Or at least, you know, what we kind of knew all along was that, you know, Patricia absolutely is a part of all of this. Yeah. And like, once they are like going to this hospital and trying to, you know, find a place of uh, worship to put his ashes, I feel like that could have been cut a little bit shorter. Like there's a lot of like people getting hit, people hiding, people getting stuck, people getting hit, people hiding. Like it feels like it kind of like goes in circles a little bit, but I will say this. I really like when he's walking through the hospital and it like changes like to the past for just him. And then it like flashes back again. Cause you never know like when that's going to happen. So I thought that was really cool. And the casting for young Patricia. Yeah. Those women look related. Like, they really look related. It is, they, I swear they could be the same person, but, um, and they're supposed to be, but yeah, also she's very creepy. Like she's good at, uh, just looking menacing. Yeah. For someone who is, you know, arrested, you know, on, you know, being, you know, on charge, you know, with murder, um, like I said, maybe small town, I guess, man, they just let Lucy just like right into the, jail cell just like yeah go for it you know the person we were just investigating as a material witness like in another murder connected to this guy like hey go just make it quick just talk to each other blah 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 blah. yeah um and that's when she gets marked that she's gonna be Mm -hmm. she's gonna be 41 you know Mm -hmm. and you know hey man cyrus and Stu come to save the day as well and they managed to get him out pretty quick and um that's where they come up with this idea of basically killing Frank, at least momentarily. Mm-hmm. And which is why it's helpful to, you know, she's a, uh, what's her face is a nurse. So at least they and set up doctor and she's a doctor. <laughs> Fuck. I'm sorry. That's on me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sexist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Um, so <sighs> they come up with that. And then of course, you know, dammers who again is just like man just fucking just barreling his way in every direction he can without (laughs) why is he there what is his purpose i just yeah 
while so Why they're all stopping them so they're all getting you know fucking complicating shit there while you have uh you know frank finding out that yeah johnny bartlett's behind everything and like really his the the only yeah the only reason is just uh just to keep that that body count up mm-hmm. just kind of keep that going over there so that's you know hey it seems like a pretty pretty shallow reasoning for doing that but then also uh, crazy people are gonna yeah you know do crazy things and justify Absolutely. it in crazy ways so yeah um and that's a the thing there are um a few serial killers out there that are like super duper like narcissists and they like that they're like one of the most like notorious and like that they have you know a certain amount of people that they killed or like a unique statistic to their name like it's a weird fixation so i i would believe it yeah i thought this whole bit you know just the the kind of final climax um at the um what do they call it? like a sanatorium you know mm-hmm. the dilapidated one I, I thought all of that was really fun yeah like i said like yeah you know that kind of intersplicing of the the murders before and then mm-hmm. i don't know i thought it was and I thought it was really good. I thought it was really effective. I was reading some reviews saying that like it kind of really fall apart, falls apart here, but hmm, I don't know. I, I, I think it's just too long. It. That's the yeah. only thing. Like I'm mostly interested in what's going on with Frank and the time lapse looking stuff. Like I think that's super fun. Lucy feels kind of just thrown in there. Um, that uh, kind of, yeah. A little bit yeah, of a damsel like, in distress situation. Yeah, you're like, why why did she really need to be here? And then, you know, with Milton, he has that cool death. So that's fun. And I also like the way that they cut um Patricia. Like, you know, he's he's in the past and she like walks up with the gun and then it like flips to current and it's her like now with the gun. And I was like, that that's a pretty cool, um, cool little effect that they did there. And I also think that um, Jake Busey is really good, like just as a ghost and in the past. Like I love, I love his character and I love the way he plays it. He feels he feels very evil. You know, we talk about bad boyfriends. Um, you know, he was a supportive and devoted boyfriend. So he was, he was really curious about that age difference. Yeah, I know, huh? So he was he an orderly? Yeah. Or like, so, I mean, like it, he was at least d- pretending to be an orderly. So you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Maybe not he's probably because... I'm guessing he's, he's in probably his 10 early years 20s. older. Yeah. So probably just t- yeah, like pro- in his early 20s because his skin is like immaculate and young. Yeah. Well now it can be forever. Because he's a little he's a little cute little yeah, ghost. A little, cute little cute little baby ghost. Yeah. So you know, so a lot of shooting, a lot of screaming, um, so, some heads getting blown off. You yeah. know, I think of, I don't know. And then Patricia's like, I'm out of bullets. I'm just going to fucking just come for you and just fucking take you out myself. Yeah. And yeah, and then it kind of works out. You know, Frank's like, hey, watch this. Bam, get your fucking ghost out of you. Mm-hmm. And then, right. And then he, he like drags them into like where they're, you know, and How does has he end them up being a to, ghost again? because she she kills him because she does strangle him to death um but then in his spirit yes, okay yeah That's he cool. comes and fucking rips her out of her body and then mm-hmm. forcing him into the whole um 
you know, portal, right? Whatever, whatever yeah. he calls it. And yeah. And then they're just like, oh, no, we'll fucking, we'll make it work out. We're just going to, we're both going to be ghosts. We're all going to fucking just continue murdering forever. But then no, they, they get, they get dragged to hell. They deserve it a little more. Thank you, uh, Christine Brown. Yeah, I know. Right. Isn't that wild where you just feel like, man, so both people get dragged to hell for. That's yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. No. They definitely deserve to go to hell. And Christine. Yeah. But yeah, I um I like that he gets to see his wife for a second. She's like, no, not your time yet. Like, go and be happy. And then all of a sudden, all of his depression and problems have gone away after uh, this incident. And now that he's met Lucy, which I just think is a little silly. I would have liked to have seen him in like some therapy, doing some work, you know, for himself, like instead of just being like, oh, I'm immediately happy now after this incident. That doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Yeah, that's a, that sounds like a lot of extra trauma piled onto the trauma that yeah, was already exactly. there. Right. Um, so just knowing your wife is up there, just like waiting for you to finish your whole your whole fucking life with this other woman. And then who then what? You got both. Well, a tough situation. He's going to have spent more time with Lucy. I'll be honest. I think about that sometimes when like people will build like, you know, grave plots together, like couples ones. And then like one of them dies, but then the other just like remarries and is like perfectly happy. But then it's like, isn't that weird if you're the new husband be like, well, maybe I want you to be buried with me. We're in love. Yeah. You know? And then she's like, I will. One on each side. Yeah, I know, right? I like that. I'm sure that's how we do probably, it. That's pretty fun. Yeah. I like that. That's what that's absolutely <laughs> what I would do. Yeah. Like you both can me, come. Me and my two, me and my two spouses. We're all yeah. happy here. Yeah. It's like there's yeah. There's plenty of room for everyone. Exactly. <laughs> so um but yeah, no, it just works out. And then he's just like, ah, you know, f- uh, fuck that dream house. I'm just tearing it down and let's have a little picnic. And gosh um i'll always say it's funny like the any ending for a movie you know i just feel like especially with horror there's a lot where it's like there's a lot that's really um you know folk just a lot of focus on just like you know nailing that landing you know Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes people you know especially horror movies will say often it's the third act that really falls apart and then Mm -hmm. this one like i said it's fine i like it but gosh I don't know how many times don't fear the reaper has been used as a needle drop, but yeah. I'm gonna and tell it's a you, cover. The one that they play in, in there. No, that no, it's not the, the original. The, no, that's the blue oyster cult one. No way. At, at it sounds so nineties. It sounds like a cover from another band in the nineties. I'm almost certain, but whatever, we'll run it to the research team. We'll follow back team. up. But I was like, gosh, you know, you can, you can use that needle drop everywhere because it that's I, I was thinking like gosh i don't think i ever get sick of it when that song shows up you know i think of yeah. um i mean the halloween movies of course the first one and then the most recent one used it um and there's you know certainly plenty of others i didn't oh, they did list any before i uh yeah yeah they start playing at the end of halloween ends like when the credits roll but it's just fucking a great song so i'm like i love it i know i was talking about how 
I'm definitely like super over it when they use where's my mind, you know, from the pixies in movies. I'm like, oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. you know, that's that shit was played already. And but with this movie, I'm like, fuck, I could hear Don't Fear the Reaper a million times. That SNL skit does not ruin it for me at all. That song is kind of perfect. So I'm, I'm all it about is. it. Yeah. So and then also. I know. And then she, you know, pulls the blanket over her head, you know, trying to be like, she's the reaper chasing after them. Like, Oh, this is a fun little picnic thing. And I'm like, you are like really making jokes of just a lot of just, just decades of dead people, including your ex-husband. Like I I was going to say the person who killed your ex-husband and his wife or her, her dead husband, I should say Um, for the record, it is a cover by an artist called the mutton birds mm, the mutton birds i'll listen I'm to it you, again. watch go back and listen to it it sounds off that's why i was like why didn't they just use the original what if i thought that version was the original version the whole time that'd be pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know and i mean that kind of you know that gets us to the end of this movie um it is a long one you know mm-hmm. i know for, long for us hour 50 i'm like it's it was it felt long for me i'm not gonna lie um also this this movie didn't like super crush it at the box office i don't know if you looked into that i was kind of surprised horror comedies rarely do unless especially expensive ones you know like if you're not like ghostbusters i don't yeah it so it made it was it had a 30 million dollar budget and it made 29 million and you're not and and usually those budgets when they don't they don't factor in um marketing costs that kind of thing so So that's probably cost more than that they took an l on that one um and back in 96 i bet hey they made 15 dollars from me on amazon prime or whoever that money goes to i'm sure that money i'm sure it turned a profit eventually yeah i'm sure it did and then yeah it only has a 67 percent on rotten tomatoes I think Which, this movie goes far for nostalgia. Like if I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like if you watched it, you know, in the nineties, you're probably going to have more love for it. I think so. You know, and especially watching it, you know, as a kid. And I think the other thing too, that like, I, I really think this movie would have made a lot more money if it was PG 13. Right. That's like, cause the thing is, it's like, it's very silly yeah, for an R rated movie. I probably would have, but it's like, just, barely i guess a little too violent for at least nowadays for a pg-13 movie so you know that's always that's always kind of the challenge there too i feel Mm -hmm. like uh because then it's like you know pg-13 maybe it makes an extra like 25 million dollars or whatever like then you're just like oh fuck that's 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 you're looking you're looking pretty that makes sense yeah so yeah the reviews are pretty mixed on this um i was kind of reading through some of them (laughs) <laughs> only because they brought it only because i it, it showed up on wikipedia and it's the 90s um oh, good. Uh, gene siskel two thumbs down ebert um only one star but who gives a shit because they're both fucking dead so are they both yeah. dead now yeah fuck yeah so they um, can take also yeah they fucking opinions. bunch of horror haters yeah they are and i also fucking fuck roger ebert because <laughs> please don't please don't come at me johnny bartlett no. style just roger ebert floating around fucking <laughs> crushing hearts but um i just remember he gave a very negative review to the first ninja turtles movie saying i just can't fathom how 
four turtles in New York talk like they're from California. And I'm like, bro, they're not like talking with fucking New Yorkers all day. They're in the fucking sewer, like watching late 80s, early 90s television. Also, of, um, of course, they're going to fucking talk that way. Do think a little, you fucking idiot. Think a little. Raph sounds like fool. he's from New York. He does. So clearly. Because he got out the most. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck the that. Fuck, fuck that critique. The science is there. So fuck Roger Ebert based on Ninja <laughs> Turtles in this movie. Fuck Gene Siskel and fuck them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't, I just thought about that. It was pretty funny. Um, yeah. And just the reviews. A lot of it is like, you know, saying that it's like tonally uneven, which I get, but also at the same kind time, of fair. Like, does tonally uneven always have to be a bad thing? No. Like, I don't know. I, I think I, it's I something get... you could say about a lot of movies and they can still be okay. I don't know. So, but yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, so, but yeah, the 67 that's on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think, I think my, yeah. I think it could be a little bit shorter. I think there's a whole lot of plot in here, like lots of things happening that maybe we didn't need to, you know, have. And okay, one thing, this might be a hot take, but I feel that, so Michael J. Fox was cast well because you would not have liked the character of Frank had it not been him, right? Like if it was any other actor, playing that role you would have been like what a dick but because it's michael j fox you're like oh i love him but i don't think he really like gets to do like like i don't feel like he gets to have a lot of range as frank so i think that would be my only like like i feel like everyone else has a lot more to do and like has a lot more fun with it and he's almost like playing like like a straight character which doesn't like it feels like that shouldn't be the case for him, but I still think he does a great job. Yeah, I think so too. Before we pop into boost scores, I've got something, but I want to hear uh, some taglines. Okay, this one has good taglines. I was really excited because I mm-hmm. feel like it's been a hot second. So first and foremost, it has seven. True nineties, maybe nineties is the the hot time for the taglines. Okay, it's got seven. The first one's a mouthful. You ready? Something has put the fear of death in the living and sent the dead running for their lives. Love the wordplay there. Right? It's great. Okay. No rest for the wicked. Know that one? You know, you've heard it before. (laughs) I like this one. Dead yet? Yeah. That's the one I remember. Yeah. Um, And then, okay, the rest of them are really good um your numbers up okay because then we yeah yeah because you know because the number like see i wouldn't have really made i didn't make much of that before watching the movie and because i read these before i read it or watched it and then i was like oh okay that's more fun now um frightening isn't it Mm, that one's mine maybe my least favorite no, probably no rest for the wicked is probably my least favorite. When your number's up, it's up. Someone says that in the movie. One of the ghosts. Yeah. 
And I mean, that's a common turn of phrase too, you know, when your number's up, you know, it's like when you're, uh, I don't know, at the DMV, (laughs) you know what I mean? Kind of situation. Another, another kind of purgatory. Yeah. A little (laughs) bit. (laughs) And then I think my, maybe my second favorite death is no way to make a living, which they also say in the movie. Yeah. The judge says to that, um, Mm -hmm. At some point before he says, I like them when they're still like that, you know, but all the, all the nice judge adages <laughs> he shares in the movie, uh, just those two, <laughs> where he can be very thoughtful, but also I'm going to fuck that mommy. <laughs> I'm going to go fuck that corpse. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I so like those, it. I think those are fun ones. Which one was your favorite? Probably the first one. Probably the first one or just that simple, just dead yet. Even though yeah. it doesn't really <laughs> explain anything. Yeah, know, it doesn't. I, I, it's the shortest tagline that I think we've heard so far in Probably. the show. Probably, yeah. It's two words. Two words. It's a question. So, yeah, I like I'll the first one. That. Yeah, it's a good one. I um I know I don't do this as regularly as you share the taglines, but I wanted to share the uh, 1996 23rd Annual Saturn Awards. You keep switching it up. So we started with the with the blockbuster ones, blockbuster right? entertainment awards yeah and then we went to fangoria was that one they did mm-hmm. the chainsaws and now we're on saturn yeah they're all really good i okay. usually i just find whichever one's just available <laughs> it's the easiest <laughs> to find because it's not because it's not consistent where you can find all of like these like award nominees um especially mm-hmm. for some of like the defunct ones or the ones that no one really cares about yeah. um especially because they like change the types of categories much more often than like the Mm -hmm. Oscars do and whatever, whatever. Um, So this movie did not win any of the awards it was nominated for. Um, But well, it lost to uh, it lost best horror film. Do you want to guess what to what it lost to? In 1996. Yeah. It had to have been Scream. 100% 100% it was screened. Yeah. Um, beating out uh, also, well, 1996 for Nev Campbell, because it beat out The Craft as well. Mm. Um, and Cemetery Man. One. And The Relic. Remember Relic? Yeah. Yeah. That that one would be a fun one to watch. That one, I as far as like mid-90s special effects, you know, horror films i I think we would watch that that'd be a fun one um yeah. as well as um curdled do you know this movie know that is no i don't yeah. know what that is that's a do, 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 i'm raining it no <laughs> no blood can curdle too though oh right? uh, yeah i blood, immediately or, or does it, it or blood coagulates I yeah i i immediately thought of milk so right no that makes sense um you know they have gosh what a i also just want to share a little actually we'll we'll circle back um (laughs) now so the thing is is with the saturn awards they also do like fantasy and science fiction as in action movies as well still kind of genre stuff so the best science fiction movie that year was independence day Mm, um beating out mars attacks and Star Trek First Contact, I would say both of those movies are better than Independence Day. I, Star Trek First Contact goes, I, 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 that's, I don't think that's even a hot take. That's probably my favorite Star Trek movie. I mean, well, maybe people say Wrath of Khan. I, I, I get that, but it's my favorite 
no, next like generation I like movie. I, I love everything next generation. Yeah. And they do get a little uh, fantasy. I guess you can be pretty broad with fantasy, but there's a few different things, but um, so, and then the best fantasy movie was Dragonheart that year. I never saw Dragonheart. Me either. Yeah. But the, 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 the competition was pretty slim. So Michael J. Fox also loses best actor. Um, now this does not have to be horror specific, anything from here. That's what complicates oh, no. it a little bit. So he was the only person nominated for best actor that was in a horror movie. Mm. Um, the other nominees were, you know, Jeff Goldblum, Independence Day, Will Smith, Independence Day. I was going to say Will Smith. You know, um, Patrick Stewart from First Contact and uh, Bill Paxton. Love Bill Paxton always. Is in Twister. Yeah. It was a good year. All yeah. ultimately losing. Late 90s I, was fucking lit. Yeah, it was. But all of them ultimately lost to Eddie Murphy for The Nutty Professor. Wow. He does play both He's- Sherman and Buddy and Lance and Papa Clump and Mama His Clump and Grandma family. Clump and Ernie Clump. I only know this because it's right here. I know. I was like, you're definitely reading off the screen. Um, I have seen that movie more than I would care to admit. I'm... Um, yeah. I thought that Will Smith would have won that one based off of the nominations that you read. Not that I think he was the most deserving, but um, I think I would have given it to Bill Paxton. Yeah. I mean, Eddie Murphy does play multiple characters. So I think they were just, and I feel like some of these are just like an excuse, like how do we get the biggest stars in here? It's like golden globes. It's like, you know, let's just nominate the most famous people we can so we can make Get this as in. big of a deal as we can yeah. um now best actress uh now um the uh what, what's her face was not nominated for this but do you want to guess who won best actress oh no one from the frighteners was Mm-mm. nominated not nah, poor lucy mm, was it nev campbell for screen yeah hell yeah okay good. beating out gina davis in the long kiss good night mm. gina gershon in bound Mm. Helen Hunt and Twister and Francis McDormand and Fargo. I'm like, wow. Mm. <laughs> but wow. hey, hell yeah. Um, the best supporting actor. I will try to keep this real quick. Uh now Jeffrey Combs lost, unfortunately. Um for as crazy as he was, they should have just yeah. given it to him. And uh, yeah, I know, right? And I'll just tell you right now, uh Skeet Ulrich was also nominated, um, but nice. lost to uh Brent Spiner. Who played De- you know data in star trek first contact mm-hmm. makes sense data is awesome brent spiner is awesome yeah. he was also nominated so brent spiner normally this, this would split the vote but brent spiner was also nominated um for that doctor in independence day who he's pretty great in that oh movie. yeah i forgot about <laughs> that shit yeah. twice um peter jackson lost best director uh who the people that also lost this is a great list um tim burton for mars attacks Mm. joel cohen for fargo Mm -hmm. jonathan frakes for star trek first contact again he's awesome and wes craven for scream all lost to fucking roland emmerich for independence day i'm like i i would take all of these movies above independence day absolutely it was a big deal though like it was you I if saw you it experienced a number of times. 1996, man. You knew Independence Day was 
it was a big, big deal. But yeah, gosh, a lot, a lot of really, um, a lot of really good movies. And you know what? I love Mars Attacks. I wish I got more, more love overall. I don't know how you Me feel too. about that movie, but I think it's super fun. Me too. I, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like say what you will about Tim Burton now, but man, there was a stretch from like, Ugh. yeah, like 86 to 96 where bank. he was just fucking killing it. Um, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, best writing. Sorry, y'all. It's, it's, it was really a one horse race the whole time. Kevin Williamson. Oh, like, yeah, let's, Kevin let's be Williamson. real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, they did beat uh, Peter Jackson for that. And that was really the kind of, and then special effects that lost uh, Independence Day. And that makes sense. Fine. Gosh. You know, blown that, shit See, up. that would be like annoying that like, if you would have put your movie out a year prior or a year after or something like that, they'd be like, damn, we didn't have nearly as many, you know, things to compete with. But I think even like, I feel like 96, 97 and 98 were all pretty great. Yeah. So. There you go. 23rd annual Saturn Awards. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Loved it. So let's hop into some boo scores. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah, because I feel like you're you're more on the, the obvious uh, end here. Yeah, mine's going to be pretty easy. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, nostalgia absolutely plays a lot into this. This movie's really fun. I can watch it a bunch. I think it some people say it would have worked better as like a Tales from the Crypt episode. I think it would have worked just as fine either way. The story is cool. I like, I, I would imagine that the, the sh- if it was an episode of the show, I feel like we would have lost Jeffrey Combs' character. Oh, for sure. We would have lost Jeffrey Combs. Because you and, know what? I wouldn't dare say it because I almost did. Like, you didn't need his character at all. But I'm like, no, you can write jeffrey combs a character that doesn't matter the plot in any movie and i will i'll be there i'll be in my seat yes narratively (laughs) is it contributing anything no no but come on but for the fun factor for the fun put him in there absolutely um i'll give it four booze i love it i think it's a really fun movie um oh also one thing hey what a way to get around dogs dying just make the dog dead to begin with. He's a fun little ghost dog. Yeah, love he's it. a ghost dog and he's eating the jaw. That's I cute. know. I yeah. love it. So bloodhound. No. Which I also <laughs> thought was cute. Yeah, I know, right? I'll throw four four booze. I love it. Oh, okay. Um I will say it's it's not gonna be four booze for me because I don't have the nostalgia. But oh, five booze? <laughs> you wish. I think that I'm going to need to rewatch it and I am going to watch it with, with my little one, because I think he'll have a good time with it. I feel like if I watched this movie two more times, it would probably fit into a four because I need to absorb more. Like it's just, it's so much plot and so much going on. So I'm going to give it a three. Um, I like that. A three with potential for growth. I like that. And I feel that's kind of a little bit, I mean, I know you were higher on death becomes her than I am on this movie, but I feel like kind of the similar thing. I remember saying that, you know, if I, I can see myself growing this boo score more yeah. based on, you know, cause I feel like I, the more I just kind of sit and live with this movie in its mm-hmm. world, you know, I love it. Well, that's so. why like, we don't, I mean, 
one of the things that I think we avoid a little bit is new releases because for both of us, we like to like really process and like, I mean, might be showing our age a little bit, but like there are some movies that I have loved for decades. So to try to measure up against some of those, like there's, there are movies that came out more recently that have definitely been in my top favorites, but um, typically it takes, it takes at least five years for you to get five booze. Like that's a, it's a special place. Yeah. And I mean, gosh, so far, well, you know, we've each have separate five boo movies, but we've only agreed on the one so far. I think there's going to be some more coming up though. Has there only been three that got five boos from either of us? I think so. I don't know. Honestly, I can't even tell you what I gave five boos to <laughs> outside of, outside of uh Candyman. I need to have a more organized log. This this fucking notes app is not doing it. <laughs> we are organized people. Ready or um, not. You gave ready, ready or not, or not yeah. five. Five. Yeah. That's perfect. That makes sense. I'll stick with that. Maybe yeah. we'll have um well, you know, folks, we're gonna be having our uh little our little end of the year roundup. We'll see. Maybe we'll talk about <laughs> revisiting any boost scores. But yeah, also, see if any I like change. uh right. We'll see. We'll see how we feel. But yeah, gosh, it was great talking about this movie. I think it's super fun. And I think when people watch it, I think they'll have a lot of fun with it. It's a, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Wouldn't it just, you know, wrap yeah. up your year watching a fun little romp through yeah, I'm, I'm glad allegedly Midwest America, allegedly. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I like how, I like how it can look both like fucking Middle Earth, but then also... <laughs> It's supposed to double as like Midwest town in the same like kind of Earth or same mid, kind of breath. Ohio. <laughs> yeah, right. So cool. Hey, that's all I got. Thanks for sticking around with us, everybody. Anything yeah, else you got, you. Natalie? No, I'm glad that you chose this movie. Glad Me I got uh, another view. It's just how can we get Jeffrey Combs in every situation? I know we have to definitely uh keep keep the jeffrey combs coming i like it keep keep it keep it combing (laughs) that was a winner that was a winner (laughs) keep it keep it combing the uh jeffrey combs podcast what we'll do is we'll take out every every jeffrey combs movie that we've done and continue to do put it in like one little like playlist and then send it to him and say like we love you so much we love you jeffrey combs yeah all right Have a good night, everybody. (laughs) Three, two, one, ghost. Thanks for listening to our episode on the Frighteners. You can give us a follow on Instagram at 321GhostPod to see what we're up to or just chat with us. Send us an email to 321GhostPod at gmail.com to share any comments, ask questions, or recommend a movie you'd like to hear us chat about. We encourage you to follow or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform to listen from. And of course, leave us a killer review. This was our last movie of the year, but we have a bonus episode next to review horror in 2023. Thank you again for listening. And remember, if you develop any type of psychic power suddenly, use them for crime. Three, two, one, ghost.